I'm your host Annada Rathi, a food writer and cooking instructor specializing in Indian flavors. I'm joined by my friend and co-host Kanchan Shringi, a mom and technology professional. She has challenged me to write my recipes so that they are not only simple and flavorful but can be cooked in the time you have. We talk about how to put together exactly one meal in each episode. You will know the ingredients, the equipment and the steps to prep and cook. Listen to the podcast, look up the recipe on our website and start cooking. Good morning Anu. I believe we are discussing a dish which you described as the mac and cheese of Indian home cooks. Is that true? Yes. We are going to be talking about chole today and because it is so ubiquitous especially in Indian restaurants and any kind of Indian parties occasions you go you will most definitely see chole and a lot of people love it they are very easy scalable so i thought we should talk about it today it was my mom's signature dish all the neighbors would know just by the flavors when she was cooking it yes it is you know it is it is a, again a dish which invokes lot of nostalgia amongst lot of people and it's very commonly made so you know it's a it's a very loved dish throughout the country in the diaspora so you know it's a it's a good dish to talk about so what is chole and what is the meal so we are going to talk about chole which is essentially a saucy dish made out of chickpeas it's saucy spicy uh and the main ingredient are cooked chickpeas now the meal with this can be see that's the beauty of chole you can pair it up generally it's called chole chawal in the north indian families chole chawal is common so it's paired with rice you can also pair it with puri okay puri and chole is an occasion dish which is maybe made on say a sunday afternoon or for say a party you can also pair it up with paratha or here in the united states you can also pair it up with bread any kind of plain bread white bread works with that and you can also pair it up with pita so it's a very modular dish it goes with pretty much any uh, carbohydrate of your choice so but for the sake of convenience and ease we will pair it up with white rice what about nutritive value nutritive value see i mean chickpeas are said to have a good amount of protein content so that is and you know again like beans and lentils uh that is the source of protein for many many vegetarian indians so i would say that is the nutritive value of chole let's talk about the ingredients especially you know the ones that you won't necessarily find in any normal pantry so 
the things that you might not find in uh, immature pantry are i think only the spices i have used i have used whole cardamom cloves and those are the ones which it's possible that you may not have but i highly encourage you to go and get them and use them in this particular recipe because those are the real oomph of this dish so you i think you i believe and you will your kitchen will benefit because other recipes other cuisines also use these dishes so what we are looking for is black cardamom pods green cardamom pods one bay leaf and cinnamon so those are the spices what else yes yes those are the spices the other ingredients main ingredients are coriander powder onions tomatoes and then we should talk about chickpeas what you should do as far as chickpeas is concerned now a couple of years back i wrote this article in food 52 where i uh, went through several cookbooks and made those recipes from cookbook authors like madhur jafri hari nayak suveer saran and what i did was then i took the best part of those recipes combined it with what i had known about chole and also spoke to two north indian home cooks and you know i combined all this knowledge which i had gained from all these different sources and i tried to come up with the recipe and i'm very happy to say that that whole process worked and uh, the recipe which i have is is good and works really well what are the specifics around the chickpeas that you'd like to go into so see there the question which i wanted to be answered through this research which i had done was what is good is it good to soak the dry chickpeas and then boil them for the ultimate dish or is it better to just go take the easy route and use the canned chickpeas so the conclusion i reached was this that if you have time say you are making chola on a weekend then i would definitely recommend that you take the longer route you soak the chickpeas the previous day and then uh next day you boil them in a pressure cooker or a slow cooker or a instant pot whatever your choice is but if you don't have time then go ahead and use canned chickpeas and if you use canned chickpeas it can very well become a week night dish too now the what happens is let me go into why why the dry and soak chickpeas are better what happens is that when you do everything from scratch the chickpeas just absorb the cooked chickpeas when you cook them in a pressure cooker say they absorb the spices better they also give a very nice deep color so which is unfortunately not the case with canned chickpeas now canned chickpeas tend to have a little bit of a metallic taste if you ask me so what i did was 
you know, I tried an experiment. What I did was the canned chickpeas, I boiled them. I, you know, removed all the aquafaba, the liquid which comes in the chickpea can, washed the chickpeas, drained them, and then cooked them in water with spices. And those spices were uh, black cardamom. So what happens is cooking in this way with in, in a spiced water for, say, 15 minutes takes away the metallic edge. And when I cook the chickpea, the canned chickpeas in this way and paired and, you know, sort of did kind of a competition with, say, dry and soaked chickpeas, what I can say is because of this boiling that I did, the texture of both was similar. So, you know, so the conclusion I reached was on a weekday, use canned chickpeas, just take that 15 minutes to boil those chickpeas with spices to improve the texture in the final dish. Okay, so dry or canned, and there's a processing for canned that helps, plus spices and onions, tomatoes. What about equipment? So the equipment, the most important equipment which which I would like for you to think about is, say, either a pressure cooker or an instant pot. Because it is very, very important that the chickpeas are cooked thoroughly. Now, thoroughly in the sense that once you cook them, if you try to smush them between your thumb and index finger... It shouldn't even take any kind of pressure to smush them. Just a little bit of tug should be able to, you know, smush the chickpea. That is the kind of cooking which I want. Only when that happens, you know, the dish becomes creamy. And if you read my article, uh you know i i've had i've had so many bad cholas okay and cholas in the sense that are not cooked i mean the gravy seems fine but cholas are not cooked they are like you know marbles okay they are marbles and you know the, the, the cholas and the what the gravy or the sauce are running away from each other which just drives me nuts So it's very important to cook the chola properly so that they integrate with the sauce and become one. Got it. Can we now focus on how to actually bring it all together? So we focused on, already talked about how the chickpeas are prepared and that could be done in advance as well? Yes, you can definitely do that in advance. Uh, You can cook the chickpeas and put it in the refrigerator, uh, say, on a weekend, and then, you know, put the whole dish together during the week. Another thing, chola tastes really good as it becomes old because the spices marinate with the chola. So, you know, I would encourage you to actually make the entire dish a day before you are actually going to serve it. Because it comes together really well in those 24 hours, those spices really stick to the chola. And, you know, so I would encourage you actually to make the dish in advance, the entire dish in advance. Now, let's talk about how it actually happens. 
Now, what you know, this is a North Indian curry. It's a North Indian dish. So the base of the dish is onions, garlic, ginger, and tomatoes. Now, a couple of things which I would like you to pay attention to is onions. Start by heating up the oil. Add the onions, the chopped onions. Make sure the onions are translucent. That should take around seven to eight minutes. We don't want them burnt. Uh, golden brown is fine too. Then you add the garlic and the ginger. The raw smell should disappear, and then you add the tomatoes, the chopped tomatoes. Now, to speed up the breaking down of tomatoes, you can add the salt and a pinch of sugar, and and then you add the spices. Now, what I when I spoke to one of the home cooks, she expressly told me that the only spice mix or the masala which she uses was the coriander powder. Now, that was very surprising to me because I always added garam masala in my uh, chola, and that too at this stage when I uh, cook the onions, the garlic, ginger, and tomatoes together. She specifically told me. Just add the coriander powder, and if you want, at the end, before you are ready to turn the heat off, you can add, say, half a teaspoon of garam masala. So, and that worked incredibly well. I mean, the way only coriander powder combined with the whole spices and the garlic and the ginger, onions, and tomatoes, it just brought a simplicity and subtlety to the dish. Which you know, just this whole bam bam of garam masala can sometimes not do. And adding the a pinch of garam masala at the end was a very nice touch. So I really appreciated her advice um, of adding only coriander powder. So what I understand is enhances the dish, but does not interfere with the other integrated tastes. Yes. So it it just brings it just allows. all the ingredients to work together well instead of one particular ingredient uh, dominating the entire dish i remember reading about adding amchur powder at the end as well can you comment on that yes so now you one might say that you know why do you need amchur powder is basically powder made from raw mango slices now these raw mango slices are dried and once they are bone dry they are ground to a powder and this is a source of acidity which is uh, used in many indian kitchens now please bear in mind that the acidity of amchur is different from the acidity of lime juice and tomatoes uh if you add lime juice at the end you are going to know that someone has added lime juice it is a little more pronounced the lime juice acidity while that of amchur is is subtle and it i believe it integrates with saucy dishes like chola much better so go ahead and add the amchur powder another thing which amchur powder does is also deepens the color of the dish now this dish is nice dark brown reddish so when you add amchur powder it makes it even more deeper i like that part it's a great trail map we'll try it and post it and i hope our listeners try it too 
Yes, I am very, very excited about knowing what the readers or the listeners thought about this dish. I did see a lot of feedback on your article. I'm hoping for some here as well. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks all for listening. Of course. Thank Ananda you. and I explore simplification of the cooking process while retaining the flavors. This recipe, along with sub-recipes for the advanced ingredients that come together for the meal, is at mysimplecooking.com. If you're new to cooking or needed to fit into the time slots you have, join us one meal at a time.